Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. I am extremely grateful for a wonderful listener who submitted the question that will be the podcast topic today, and that topic is about jealousy. It is something that all of us have at least some experience with. It is a universal feeling that can fluctuate up and down, and what's really wonderful about this particular topic is that we have some control over it. And in this podcast, we'll be learning how to work with it. First, we'll explore the root of jealousy, where it comes from, how it expresses itself in our lives, and then finally, how we can work with it to transmute it from an emotion that doesn't really feel very good and turn it into something that can actually be really powerful and beneficial for our lives. Okay, so now I'll go ahead and read the question from our amazing listener who submitted it. How do you deal with jealousy or envious emotions? I encounter these feelings almost daily, not only from social media, but also from some real life situations. I usually try to counter these feelings with gratitude, but they don't seem to go away. And this profound question is from our listener, Fifi, who is 23 and lives in Cairo. First, to give you some background on this topic, I have been extremely jealous in my life. For most of my life, until I was about 30 years old, I was extraordinarily jealous of everyone. And this even tracks back to my childhood, where I remember feeling really jealous of my brother. My brother was an amazing painter. He made these beautiful watercolors. And I remember my mom having some friends over and her showing off his paintings and me sitting on the stairs and just crying because I was so jealous that he was getting attention. I was jealous of my little cousins for being so cute. I was jealous of my friends in kindergarten. And so I recall jealousy as being a felt sense and emotion, even from as young as being four, five, six years old. Then when I went to middle school and high school, then that jealousy ramped up even further as I became really jealous of my friends who were perceived as so much more beautiful, attractive, desirable to be around than I was. I was truly, truly such an ugly duckling when I was younger. I think one part of that was I grew up in Virginia where people are just racist and everyone liked white people better. And I also wasn't really properly parented. So, you know, my clothes often weren't clean. My teeth were really crooked because I didn't have braces. I wasn't eating properly. I mostly ate a lot of fast food and weird snacks from 7-Eleven. And I was really jealous of the other kids in my school who had all the newest clothes and Their parents would take them to get their hair done, get their hair blown out, get their nails done, things like that. And when I was in high school, then my two best friends actually happened to be the most beautiful girls in the school, or they were really considered that way. 
And so I was really, really jealous of them. And I remember telling another friend once how painful it was that my friends got all this attention when I was consistently and constantly overlooked. And then when I got older and I came into myself more, I was still extremely jealous. And then this applied to romantic relationships. When I was in my early 20s, I was madly in love with this person who I think of as my first big love. He lived in a different city where he was going to law school and I was still in college. And one weekend when I was visiting him, he went to class and I was just hanging around his apartment and I found his journal and I did something that no one should ever do. I read his journal, which is such an invasion of privacy, but I was really jealous and I was looking for some sign or indicator that this was too good to be true, that this love that I felt for him wasn't real. And then I did the exact same thing. Later on with my next big love, he and I were in Japan together on a really beautiful, romantic two-week vacation. I was in my mid-20s and one night he was sleeping and I couldn't really sleep and I went through his entire phone, meaning I read old text messages. I went through his email and there were a couple of his exes who I was really jealous of even though I'd never met them and I read all of their correspondence, like years and years and years of text messages and emails. I mean, he slept the whole night and I was awake until six o'clock in the morning going through his phone, which again is something that no one should ever do to someone else. And throughout this entire time, I was also really jealous of other people professionally and academically. I had to be the best and be seen as the smartest in all of my classes. I was jealous of other people's careers and I needed to be the best on any team that I worked for as well. Even if no one else was feeling competitive, I always felt extraordinarily so. Even in yoga classes, I would feel jealous of people who were better at yoga than I was. And I mentioned all of this just to share that I am intimately, intimately familiar with the sensation of deep-rooted jealousy. What's also really important to share is that I am the least jealous person that I know now. I'm never really jealous of anyone. Even though my partner has a lot of very close female friendships, I never feel jealous of any of those people, even his exes that he keeps in touch with. I think I have a lot of friends who are aesthetically better looking than I am, but I don't find myself to be jealous of them. And then also professionally, I never really look around at what other people are doing. Once I was asked by someone who I think my competitors are at Reset, and I just thought it was such an inane question, why would I ever think about what other people are doing when I'm so focused on building what I'm building in my own unique way? And so I also share this now to illustrate that there's been a big shift and a big transformation in my life, whereas my first 30 years on this planet were really deeply marked by jealousy as a primary experience and emotion to now where it hardly comes up at all. And I can't even remember the last time that I felt envy for someone else, even though I'm constantly meeting people who are much more successful or have more than I do, or even have the things that I might want to have. So to dissect how that shift happened for me, I first want to talk about where jealousy originates from, especially because I do remember feeling really jealous 
at a very young age. So a predilection towards jealousy really originates from your family of origin. If you experienced any type of insecure attachment when you're younger, that can be the origin of jealousy. And just for anyone who's not familiar with that phrase, there are different types of attachment styles according to attachment theory. And your attachment style is forged from your earliest interactions with your parents or your primary caregivers. There's actually a podcast episode on this. So if you're curious, you can listen to it. But essentially, those who always had parents who were there for them generally develop what's called a secure attachment style, which means that they feel lovable and loved and trust that as something that is a constant in their lives. Whereas children can develop an insecure attachment style because their parents are absent, neglectful, emotionally withholding, unavailable to them both physically and emotionally, or if the love feels inconsistent. For instance, if the love feels predicated on certain behaviors and achievements that you will only be loved if you behave a certain way or fulfill certain obligations. In short, it's this feeling that you can't trust love. It's not consistent. It's not stable. It might be here one day or it might be withdrawn And that can be because of the way you behave or act, or even just at the whims of your parents. And jealousy is connected to insecure attachment styles, because if you grow up feeling like you have to fight to be loved, or that you are undeserving of love, then you will carry that belief that you are undeserving through all of your experiences. Your jealousy becomes a way of reinforcing that initial belief that you're not deserving, that you are lesser than, and that there's something inherently wrong with you. So of course, none of that is actually true. If you were raised in a way that generated an insecure attachment style and resulted in you feeling really jealous, it is not your fault. When I think about what it means to be an adult, so much of it is unraveling and unwinding and trying to erase the traumas of our childhoods and the impact it has on our day-to-day in the present. I am not an inherently jealous person. It was just modeled to me by my mom, who was a very, very jealous person. And then it was also exacerbated by a very conditional love that I grew up with. Love that was based on how much I achieved or succeeded, and also it could be here one day and gone the next day. So if you feel like a jealous person, I also want you to know that you are not inherently or innately a jealous person either. It is simply a product of whatever experiences you were exposed to from your family of origin. And that news is really heartening because it means that we are not destined to forever be imprisoned by our jealousy. We can move past it. We can transcend and we can transmute it. The first step to do that is to cultivate your uniqueness. The most beautiful thing about being a human on this planet is that we are all so special and so unique. According to astrology, there are 13 octillion different personalities that exist out there. And I truly believe that this is true as a person who has coached close to a hundred founders and has delivered personality assessments for hundreds of people. I can very confidently say that no two people are alike. And that is a beautiful thing. And that also includes you. So when you look at someone else, 
and you feel jealous about what they have or their life, yeah, maybe you don't have those things that they have, but you have your own story. You have your own gifts and you have your own path and beautiful traits that make you uniquely you. When I really struggled with feeling so much less than my classically beautiful friends in high school and in college, I realized that I would never be classically beautiful in that way, but that I had something else, which was a really great personality. (laughs) I was interesting. I liked music that I liked. I dressed in a way that was unique to me. I read great books. I knew about things. I was curious about the world. And that was its own way of being attractive. And it was my unique way of showing up in the world. So when you start to feel jealous about someone else, remind yourself that you don't want what they want. There is something else out there in the world that you want that is unique to you. And if you don't know what it is, then it is your responsibility and your right to figure out what it is. And then you deserve to do everything you can to give it to yourself. This is one great reason why I love personality assessments. I think they're so useful in giving vocabulary to what it is that you're really strong at. So if you haven't taken the MBTI, which is the Myers-Briggs type indicator, you can do it online for free. If you haven't explored your Enneagram type, then you should do that as well. You can also do that online for free. Enneagram is a test and that's spelled E N N. E-A-G-R-A-N, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Keep a journal that helps you explore your curiosity about yourself. Whenever there's a topic that you're interested in, write it down in your journal to explore. Ask yourself, what am I passionate about? What am I curious about? And you can even ask your friends, what do you love about me? What do you think makes me special? I actually had a really dear friend ask me and another close friend that last summer, and she was really surprised by our answers, things that I saw in her that I think are so magical and obvious and unique. She didn't see that in herself. It's so hard for us to see ourselves clearly. So even asking your friends, what do you see that is special about me can be really helpful, but don't limit it to that, of course. Do not let the way other people see you define who you are. Remember that it is your job and your duty and your right in this world to thrive and to be happy. You deserve that. And so thus, you deserve the time and effort it takes to understand what those things are that allow you to thrive. So as you think about this step one of cultivating your uniqueness, ask yourself, how can I be more curious about myself? How can I learn more about myself? What makes me truly unique? What are the qualities that are really great about me? What do I have that other people don't necessarily have? And then how can I treasure and celebrate those qualities every day? I used to always be so jealous of my friends whose parents helped them with everything, who helped pay their rent, helped solve their problems, help them achieve their goals, both emotionally, financially, and physically. I never had people who cared about me and were rooting for me in that way. And I was extraordinarily jealous of people who didn't have to work in the way that I did. And this jealousy created so much bitterness and resentment within me. 
And I even still feel it sometimes when I meet people who've never really had to work or pay rent, even as adults in the city. It's less jealousy, but it's the same origin. It's like a lot of disdain and anger. But regardless, that feeling still hurts me. And when that feeling flares up, it's because I've taken my eye off of the ball of myself. I've forgotten to turn my gaze around and look at myself and to really celebrate my own uniqueness and my beautiful qualities of resilience, of strength, of hard work, of being able to say, I did this all on my own and to relish the confidence that comes from doing hard things. So when you feel the pang of jealousy, know that it is the siren's call to pay more attention to yourself, to treasure yourself, to admire yourself, and to pay attention to those very beautiful and very special gifts that make you uniquely you. The second point about how you can transmute your jealousy is to build self-esteem. And I know this sounds like a really hairy, obtuse directive, but it really truly is possible. If you struggle with issues with your self-esteem, again, know that it is not inherent or innate to you. It is about how you were treated as a child. And for many of us, even if we come from families that on the surface look really pleasant and perfect, so many of us experienced love that was very dependent and conditional. Or if your parents neglected you or harmed you in any way, then we as children naturally blame that on ourselves. We think that if our parents are not giving us the love that we need, it must be because there's something deeply flawed and deeply wrong with us when actually it's not true at all. But kids are like these really beautiful sponges where they would rather blame themselves than to turn away from their parents. And I read about this kind of amazing study that scientists did with monkeys where they took these little tiny little baby monkeys and they took them away from their moms and they created these fake moms, basically these soft cloth forms that smelled like their moms. And what they did is that they had these fake cloth moms do horrible things to the kids, like shoot sharp objects at them. Or when the kids came near to them, they would blare really loud noises. But again and again, no matter how badly these fake moms treated these baby monkeys, the monkeys continued to come back over and over again. And that just illustrates how much children need love from their parents, that they are willing to endure so much torture and pain just so they can feel that connection. And when that connection comes at a cost, that impacts our self-esteem, and then it becomes our responsibility as adults to build it back up again. I have really worked on this a lot over the years. One book I really love is called The Self-Esteem Workbook. I've also read a lot of self-help. I've probably read hundreds of self-help books. I read 112 self-help books in one year once. They're luckily really easy to read. But I would say if you're struggling with self-esteem, go to the bookstore and peruse the self-help section and let yourself be drawn to whatever it is you think you need right then and there. Read books that are validating of yourself that give you reminders that you are a unique and special person, that you deserve love and you deserve happiness and you deserve success. Even though my self-esteem has grown and grown and grown over the years, I still haven't stopped continuing to build it. Whenever I'm feeling low, I'll do affirmations in my journal or I'll do a self-gratitude list where I'll list three things that I did well that day. 
our self-esteem needs love and nurturance, especially in a world where social media makes it so easy to be hard on ourselves, where we're seeing these very filtered versions of other people, and it feels impossible to not compare ourselves to what we see so easily. People are filtered. People are fake. People only share the good things versus the bad things on social media. And so know that you have to combat that by putting extra focus on the good things within yourself too. Put your attention on what you're doing well. Place your attention on your amazing strengths and qualities. Read books that affirm you. Be around people who make you feel good about yourself. This work, this journey to love yourself, I promise you it is the best use of time that you could ever choose. If there's any way that you deserve to feel on a day-to-day basis, that is loved. You deserve to feel loved and it starts with you. Okay, so now the third and final suggestion for working on jealousy is to invest in yourself. So you're gonna make a plan and invest in that plan. Allow yourself to focus on the future that you're building for yourself. So just ask yourself, What are your longest held dreams? Do you want to visit Bhutan? Do you want to start your own candle company? Do you want to adopt a dog? What are your wishes and your wants in this world that have nothing to do with what other people have, but rather come from a beautiful place deep within you? Shortly after that experience I had of staying up all night and reading my partner's text messages and emails from like the past five years, that absolutely insane evening. I found myself in a situation where I was traveling with him for a year and he had a lot of places that he wanted to go. And for the most part, I agreed with him. There's one place that I had always, always, always been curious about. And I just didn't know why. I just wanted to go. And that was India. And during that time, I stayed at an ashram and did a month-long yoga teacher training. And that was really the beginning of my life without jealousy. It was taking that step to do something that I just really wanted to do and to strike out on my own path. You see, it's really easy to fall into the trap of jealousy and to compare yourself to other people when they have what you want. But really, There's something else that you want that runs deeper than that, that doesn't exist because no one else has done it yet. And so it's about figuring out that unique thing that you really want to do and then figuring out how to give it to yourself. It doesn't have to be totally bizarre and off the wall. It doesn't have to be something you've never heard of anyone else doing. I mean, come on, in my case, there have been so many people who have gone to India to find themselves. I wasn't unique in that way, but It was something that I really just wanted for me. And there's something that's like that for you as well. And once you head off on your own path, then it really closes the door on jealousy. You just don't have as much bandwidth or mental space to even think about other people because you are enamored by and enraptured with what it is that you're doing. You're focused on making your own dreams come true instead of pining for the dreams that other people have. Before I went to India, I had been so jealous of other people's careers. I thought that my work in HR and in recruiting wasn't very sexy or creative and was very jealous of people who got to express themselves at work or had jobs that I perceived to be glamorous. But once I started off on my own track and decided what mattered to me, then all of that really dissipated. So what is your version of going to India and doing a yoga teacher training? 
What is something that you really want in your life that maybe you haven't given yourself the permission to pursue, but really deserves that? It's interesting because I always think about the root of jealousy being that we weren't given what we needed emotionally as children, but now here as adults, we have the opportunity to rewrite that and give it to ourselves. So that's all I have for today. Just to recap, the three strategies that we have for working with jealousy are one, to cultivate your uniqueness. And this is to remember that you are a person unlike any other, that you are special. And even in your perceived flaws or shortcomings, there are beautiful treasures there too. And all it takes is seeing yourself anew and reminding yourself how wonderful you are. And so you can do that by asking your friends what's special about you. You can do personality assessments. You can do affirmations or self-gratitude lists but that it's important to do this work. Think of it as pouring love onto yourself. And that's also related to step two of building your self-esteem. Remembering that jealousy isn't actually even about the other person. It's about feeling not good enough yourself, not feeling like you deserve love, success, or happiness. And the work here is to actually remind yourself that you do. And this can involve reading self-help books, can involve doing the self-esteem workbook. It can be seeking out a therapist to help you work on self-esteem and also generally just cultivating more love and gentleness toward yourself to let go of that voice in your head that wants to critique you all the time and point out all the things that you did wrong, but trying to replace that with self-talk that more accurately reflects what an amazing person you are. And then the third step, which is to invest in yourself and to cultivate your future plans. It's about getting out of the muck, getting yourself unstuck, turning your attention away from looking at other people and instead injecting that same energy into your path forward. To wrap up this podcast, can you choose just one thing to do today that will help you transmute your jealousy and transform it into self-love? What is something that you can commit to that will help you cultivate your uniqueness and allow you to appreciate yourself? Take a minute to think about what that is that you want to do for yourself, what the habit is that you want to build, and then give it to yourself and see how it feels. See if the feelings of jealousy start to abate And whenever they flare up again, know that that is your sign to yourself that you need to do one of those three steps, either cultivate your uniqueness, build your self-esteem, or invest in your future plans. Thank you so much for our amazing listener for submitting this question. And if you have a question that you would like to submit to either the podcast or the newsletter, I will link in the show notes for how to do that. You can also subscribe to the newsletter in the show notes. And finally, I want to thank you all for sharing the podcast. The podcast is really spreading and it's because I constantly see you all sharing it on social media or even by word of mouth to your friends. It means so much to me. And also thank you for always letting me know that you've shared it. It honestly makes all this worth it for me. I don't make any money off of the podcast. I intentionally never want to take ads. I just do it because I like talking about this stuff and 
I hope that it's helpful to the people out there who are listening. So it always makes my little heart light up so much when I hear from you. So thank you all. And always remember to love yourself, listen to yourself, and to say yes to life so that your life can say yes to you. Everyone be well, and I'll see you in two weeks.